Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is some This is the game where we find out if this is the bull I am. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, heavyweight, Grit City Battle League champion of the world, Dante Credo. Dante, what up, though, my guy? Talk to me. Grid City, the late night flight. Acknowledge me. What's up, ho? Put your what's up. Put your what's up right now, ho. I ain't playing what's with you. Up. Bloodline, you know what's going on. <laughs> Yo, big shout out to Grid City Battle League. Civil War II was amazing. I had a fun time. Shout out to Nutty Sports Bar. Speaking of nutty, I don't know who that guy was that was over here feeding us drinks, but I got to let you know something, my man. Just because I'm in a different area code, that does not mean I'm a hoe, okay? Don't be just serving me up drinks, all right? But if they free, you can keep serving me drinks. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but they were free. They were free, though, so. Hey. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo, hold up. So before I want to, uh, before we get into more stuff, I just got to ask you real quick, bro. Um, what was your favorite line that you that you hit on Brills? What was your favorite line? What's your favorite bar on that? Uh, the favorite line by far was the the Caitlyn Jenner bar because that it, it was just, it was perfect. You know, and the line was like, you know, I'm focused, bitch, because it got grim. Caitlyn Jenner, you can't tell me I'm not him. Mm. I, I it just mm. the, the timing, the <laughs> placement, you know, the reaction. Like I, I knew it was it was he was already dead, but that was like, all right, those are the last three nails in the coffin. Okay, so let's play the game. We start with Serena Williams. This is a Vogue article written by Serena Williams. She is saying farewell to tennis on her own terms. So here we go. This morning, my daughter Olympia, who turns five this month, and I. We're on our way to get a new passport before a trip to Europe. Sounds nice. We're in my car and she's holding my phone using an interactive educational app that she likes. Okay, Serena, Serena, I get it. You're like a rich mom, but you can say that she was on YouTube. It's not that it's not that serious, okay? We're not going to we're not going to get mad right. at that. Come on now. <laughs> so, so the robot the robot voice asks her daughter a question. What do you want to be when you grow up? She doesn't know that I'm listening but I can hear the answer that she whispers into the phone. She says, I want to be a big sister. Olympia says this a lot, even when she knows I'm listening. Sometimes before bed, she prays to Jehovah to bring her a baby sister. She doesn't want anything to do. She doesn't want anything to do with a boy. I'm the youngest of five sisters myself and my sisters are my heroes. So this, I felt like a moment that I need to listen very carefully. Believe me, I never wanted to have to choose between tennis and a family. I don't think it's fair. If I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing the physical labor of expanding our family. Maybe I'd be more of a Tom Brady if I had that opportunity. Don't get me wrong. I love being a woman and I love every second of being pregnant with Olympia. I was one of those annoying women who adored being pregnant and was working until the day I had to report to the hospital, although things got super complicated on the other side. And I almost did do the impossible. 
A lot of people don't realize that I was two months pregnant when I won the Australian Open in 2017, but I'm turning 41 this month and something's got to give. Dante, I ask you, is it the bullshit that Serena's forehand to Naomi Osaka made her champion, but Olympia's backhand to mommy's ovaries made her quit? <laughs> well, I guess they named her Olympia for a reason. <laughs> Game, That's set, wild. match. Game, set, match. That is it. That is exactly what that is. So, Dante, where do you rank Serena Williams all-time as a female tennis player? You think she is number one or is she number two behind not turning all over? Honestly, and this is not even being a prisoner of the moment, but she has to be number one. She just has to be. I, I think the, the accolades, the achievements speaks for themselves, but also, like, she is an iconic figure in tennis that honestly... You know, no one else has done, especially as as a female in female sports. Like she has to be number one for me. I agree. She does have an impressive figure. Anyway, next uh next segment. I mean next next article. I'm sorry. Anyway. Hypebeast.com has announced that Jay-Z made a very brief and rare return to Twitter to reveal his goal for his verse on DJ Khaled's God Did, the title track of the producer's latest album that also features Rick Ross. Little Wayne, John Legend, and Friday. Hove's Twitter appearance was prompted by a tweet from LeBron James, who was name-dropped as one of the four billionaire Rock Nation members, in addition to Jay himself, Kanye West, and Rihanna. The NBA star shared an MSNBC video detailing how the rapper addressed Nixon's failed drug war on his God Did verse, tweeting, Listen, then listen again to make sure you got the point. Hove did, and so did the reporter and adding that it was goat talk. The rapper simply replied, my only goal is to make real ones feel seen. Forgive me, that's my passion talking. His verse for God Did was reportedly recorded in just one take, according to his engineer and friend, Young Guru. Do you know, I just met Guru at the 24 Hours of Peace event here in Newark, New Jersey, Dante. Did you know that? I did not know. That's dope. Now, 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 check this out. I want to know if I did a bad thing, right? So... Uh, a couple of my homegirls, one's a poet, another is a journalist here in North. Uh, she was okay. like, she was like head over heels. I wouldn't even say that she was in love with Guru, but she was like, yo, we about to meet Guru. And I'm like, who Guru? You talking about from Gangstar? I'm being funny. But, uh, but you know, it is a Guru from Gangstar. So yeah. she like, she like, no, I'm talking about when Jay-Z be like, hey, Guru, play that beat. I'm like, oh, we're him? Say, yeah, you know, you're from Nook. I'm like, well, yeah, I heard of that, but I, I never met him before. So then all of a sudden, after Fabulous perform, right? Because we're like in the front, in the front, in the front of the stage. We got these VIP passes. So then when that's over, we we creep off in the in the um, you know, in the VIP section, whatever. And I'm sitting down smoking weed with young guru. I didn't know who he was, never asked him his name. We probably had like two, three pulls together. He got up from the crate that he was sitting on. Nodded his head at me, said, hey, bro, good to meet you, and walked off. I thought that was the perfect time to go ask him some late night flight content. You know how I like to do, but I didn't do that. I, I showed restraint. I'm like, you know what? I ain't going to even just, just jump and, and do all that. I'm going to just treat this first time as a natural time. Maybe I'll see him again. You think I was a fool for that? Honestly, for me, no. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm the universe type thing. Right. But at the same time, that sounds like something I would do. I, if you you telling me this story, yeah, makes me like, wow. I don't know if I'm a bad influence on you because I know, like, 
your mind is always working. So I think you would have jumped in with the late night flight and the networking thing after the second pool. I think that third pool kind of had you more in Dante mode. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, word, man, word. I, yo, I, I really feel like I should have been a whore for that, but but I, I think I think I, in my heart, I think I did the right thing. I think it's gonna come back around, yeah. bro. I think it's gonna come back. I, I around. do too. Word do up. Too. So so Jay Z, <laughs> so Jay Z's longtime collaborator explained that despite his long lasting relationship with the rapper, there is still an element of surprise to the artist's work. People think I'm still not amazed when he walk in and do these verses. And this one was different because normally we'll sit down, we'll do a song, three verses, two verses or whatever, and he'll have a verse and then we'll figure out what's next. No, not this time. He walked in and this was completely him. He just started spitting the verse to me. One take, he's literally asking me, Guru, put the beat on. I'm like, Khaled didn't send the beat. You didn't send me the beat. Send me the beat. So then he sends me the joint and I started trying to loop it and he was just like, nah, 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 hit Khaled for the whole instrumental so he could spit the whole verse. Dante, I ask you, is it the bull that a 50 year old spitting a four minute verse is not a verse, it's a midlife crisis? It is a cry for help. <laughs> Tell some. Listen, man, billionaires, billionaires need therapy too, man. In fact, I think it should be law. I think it should be law. I don't care what creed you are, what color you are, any of that. When you're 50 years old, you have to go to the studio and make a song about your midlife crisis. You have to do it. I think I think it's a great way, a great therapeutic way to just get over it. I agree. I agree. Because honestly, at the end of the day, that's kind of what just what it was. Help! <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. And finally, before we get into this last article, I just want to ask you a quick question. Have you have you seen the new clothing that Kanye West is out here trying to uh, get us to buy from the Gap? Wait, wait, wait. It's new? Is it new? I mean, it's homeless, but it's new to us. Okay. Let me know oh, okay. if you got it. Okay, all right, cool. Okay, I, I, I didn't know if this was like Goodwill stuff. Yeah, I, I've seen it. I've seen it, yeah. But, but, trash bag type thing. Right, yeah. but, but hear me out. You know what? I, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. As usual, Kanye West is a certified alien. He is 1,000 years ahead of us, okay? Think about this for a second. If I'm Kanye West, I'm telling Gap, I'm telling Adidas, like, well, well, the Gap, because the Gap is doing the, 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 uh, the trash bag, laundry bag thing. Listen, yeah. how much it pay for y'all to construct these kiosks? It will cost you nothing for these trash bags. All right? right? And his whole objective was to get people to feel the quote-unquote homeless experience. Now, no disrespect to the homeless people. I don't want to experience that. But if, you, if you're looking to put together some humility, then listen, why don't you go all out, Kanye, and just have them on the street and just give give the, give us those homeless hoodies for free? All right? Why we got to the why we got to the gap to feel like hobos? That's not nice, Kanye. Come on, man. Exactly. Come on, Kanye. Because if that's the case, just put it in Walmart. We already feel like hobos going in Walmart. Just put him in there. But I but I do like the presentation. If he's gonna say, "Yo, I want you guys to feel homeless," well, bro, guess what? A plus to the presentation, my guy. But not at the gap. Not at the gap, all right? <laughs> so, here we go. According to Yahoo News, Kanye West revealed he is looking to open physical Yeezy stores in Atlanta. And it seems that word got back to Young Thug type quickly, who immediately took to his story on Instagram and offered Yeezy 100 acres of his land for free. Don't believe me? Check out the Instagram post. 
At Kanye West, I got over 100 acres. However many you need, they're yours free of charge on God. Now, you know when you say on God, that is for real, all right? So, for real. For real. <laughs> so, Kanye West previously declared his ideas of developing physical stores for his Yeezy brand and chose Atlanta as his starting point. We are going to open Yeezy stores worldwide starting in Atlanta. Who would be the best fit to open it? I'll buy the land or the building. Then we are going up in every state and then internationally. In 2021, for those who don't know, Young Thugger, who is currently incarcerated, was given the acres of land by his realtor, Trey Williams, and manager, Jeff Ogalesi, O-G-U-N-L-E-S-I, as a birthday gift. Okay. Okay. Two men gave Young Thug 100 acres as a birthday gift. All right. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey, Dante. You know my birthday is uh in a month. You think you can uh, give me like thirty acres of land? I mean, I'll probably give you a, a hundred feet of tape or something. But yeah. I, I wish I was on that level. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's 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 a whole different tax bracket. Hmm. I'm far away from. It. I mean, but it's a manager that's, that's though. Wild. It's not even an artist. It's a, a manager right. and a realtor. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Sounds like somebody needs a boat. Okay. Now I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) So, so as reported on Afrotech.com, Kanye West declared his decision to expand came from the lack of support from both Adidas and Gap, whom he claims have not kept their word with regards to launching physical stores. I signed with both Adidas and Gap because it contractually stated that they would build permanent stores, which neither company has done, even though I saved both of those companies at the same time. I'm going to show you how to use social media. Dante, I ask you. I ask you, Dante. Dante, Dante, I ask you, Dante, I ask you. What's up, man? Lay it on me. I'm ready. Dante, are you ready, Dante? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for this, bro. What's Dante, up? are you ready? I'm ready in my DX voice. I'm ready. Is it the bull? Is it the bull? Is it the bull that Young Thug isn't the first drag queen with go around their neck to bless Kanye West with their property? You ain't gotta answer that. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> just, just, yeah. <laughs> You, matter of fact, before I even say that, I just want people to know my lawyers helped me with that joke. Okay, they they said this will be fine, and it because because it's actually true. And if you don't believe me, ask Wheaties. Thank you, <laughs> you, bye bye. It's a bunch of us. I'm a hand of colony. Everybody on a Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a bird. 40 on the Yeah, I'm acting nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Now River of New Jersey. The pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nasor Nuru. And now a word from our former president of the United States of America. 
Hello, hello, it is me, the Donald, and you can find me on Twitter at the Real Potis or OnlyFans at Orange Swagger Golden Shower, where me and Melania get stormy. Okay. Okay, and all the content were filmed by my favorite two directors in the entire world, Ivanka Trump and Tiffany Haddish, okay? Now, we are gathered here today for this bigly, bigly occasion today because I, Donald J. Trump, is running for president of the United Insurrection of America. And I'm going to win, okay? I'm going to win big. Bigly, okay? I'm going to win by a landslide because it is not only a non-rigged election where nobody, okay? Nobody, okay? Nobody has 70 million votes like me. Nobody. Not DeSantis. Nobody. Not even President Off My Huffy Joe. Nobody. Just me, okay? America has already come to terms with my win, and they told me that they're going to set up a beautiful, a beautiful 30-yard corner office for me at Guantanamo Bay in Cuba, okay? It's going to be amazing. I'm going to have an amazing two-term sentence when I arrive because I'm going to be able to grab them by the Cuban and smoke some cigars while I'm there too, okay? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I am the Jack Nicholson of America. I am Jack Nicholson and a few good men. And live from New Jersey, this is The Late Night Flight. All right, listen, but listen, for real, Frodo, I got a question for you. Ready for it? Yeah, definitely. But um, you know I ain't the only one that's in the chat right now. You ain't going to say what's up to Dante? What's the problem? No, Dante already know. This is, this is a man you think. I don't even know why Dante ain't here right now. Because I didn't know where you was at this morning. Hmm? <laughs> where you was at? Hmm? Hey, I can neither confirm or deny where I was at this weekend. <laughs> but Dante, you know it's all love. You can answer the question too. I'm just playing. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> okay, so my question is about the Tiffany Haddish and Ariel Spears's alleged sexual assault. Do it again. Do, you guys think do, do just do just that part. Like my question is about with. How you say that name again? Aries. Okay. Aries. <laughs> Get that right. Like the like okay, the, like so the song. Question love. is, <laughs> don't do me. I don't date Aries. Let me stop. So anyway, um, <laughs> I got too much energy today. So you know, my question is about Tiffany Haddish and Ariel's. Damn. <laughs> 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 I just made that man. I just. We just told you it's just like the just like the sign, and you just and you just on Aries, and now you're gonna Ariel. say Ariel like it's like like this is an airplane. Come on, do it. Let's go. Ariola. Okay. <laughs> my bad. It's been too long. I need to get my jokes out. Okay. <clears throat> so my question is about Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spears's alleged uh, sexual assault lawsuit. What you guys think about that? Here's the, here's the thing about this. First of all, this is an aptitude issue right now. Because if you are a normal person like the three of us right now and you say anything that says, I don't know about this, now you're a pedophile. All right? Like everybody got to be on the side of Tiffany Haddish and Aries is a pedophile now. Now, here's the problem with all this. Let's say they were wrong for making this film, this sketch, even though. In the world of film, and of course, I'm a communications major, so 
I know about film and theater and radio broadcasting. I look at as art imitating life. And the, the, the title of the, of this skit was the life of a pedo, right? Or life of a pedophile, some crap like that, right? Or the, it's a PSA as in like, you know, it, it's a public service announcement to let you identify a pedophile in your home when you see one. But the issue is it comes off very American horror story, black American. And you know, you got all the, look, you got all the business stuff set up. You did the contract. The family knows about what you're going to do. I'm just going to make the quick assumption and say, I think that they saw the skit and maybe the parents or the family members was just like, nah, this, this can't come out. And it never came out until somebody wanted to sue somebody. Now it's out. Cause I checked on Ari Spears channel. Never was, uh, never was there. Checked on Tiffany Haddish channel. Never was there. This video just came out two days ago. It has over 400,000 views. Every spare is probably like, yo, I ain't make no money since Mad TV. I definitely need those views. But he never put this out. You know what I'm saying? So this is extortion. But again, I'm scared to say this because someone would say that I'm a pedophile. What you think, Dante? Well, I will go ahead and, and fall on this sword because this is some bullshit. I Like, honestly... This is some straight up bullshit. And it's someone chasing a bag, trying to go after a bag because, you know, th there's just no telling. As far as artists, and that's just across all spectrums, your, your uh, musicians, your, your painters, anyone that creates something, there's going to be a whole stash and trove of things that you create where it never sees the light of day for whatever reason. And for the most part, it comes from the artist's discretion. It was like, Mm, okay, we did this. We thought it was an idea. Wasn't executed the way we thought that it would be executed. Didn't come off the right way. All right, we just scrap it. Just throw it in the back, throw it in the closet. Let's move on. And this entire time, the parents was trying to come off and trying to get some money from it. It never happened. It never worked because they have nothing to stand on. And because the parents have failed, now the children that was in the video has grown up and now they're trying and they don't have a leg to stand on either. They see someone, this is what I liken it to. Um, and it's not necessarily a, a, an equal connection or, or as far as, you know, it being synonymous, but I see it as, okay, I made a song and you do copyright infringement. You steal my work and I'm not going to sue you right out. I'm going to wait until you blow up. And then I'm going to sue you. And now it's like, okay, with these kids and these people that's been trying to sue them for years, it's like, okay, the, the children sees, okay, Tiffany Haddish is on a high right now. She's probably the most successful she's ever been. Uh, Aries Spears, maybe not so much, but he's still solidified. He still does his, his comedy circus. He still does his interviews. Right now, um, it almost seems as a coincidence because he's literally in the middle of a backlash with a joke about Lizzo. So then all of a sudden this comes out too. So I'm, I'm just like, you see the high, you see the opportunity. You want to strike while the iron is hot, if you will. And I just see this as people going after a bag. This is honest. I don't see this as uh, any different as the Sesame Place, if I'm being honest. You see an opportunity, you're going to try to go after it. So on a, on a director's point of view, from a, from a person that's in film point of view, think about this. There has been movies where you have a 14-year-old girl kissing a 14-year-old girl. 
A 14-year-old girl kissing a 14-year-old boy. A 14-year-old boy kissing a 14-year-old boy being directed by an adult behind the camera. Can't we say that the person behind the camera loves child pornography and we should get this pedophile motherfucker in jail right now? Hmm? This is why in the 90s, where I think some of the greatest movies have been made, let's say like Can't Hardly Wait or American Pie, what they used as teenagers are what, y'all? Adults. Stifler was an adult playing a high school person in American Pie. Maul Paul, whatever that dude named Mark Paul Glossier or Zach Morris, as we better know him, was an adult playing Zach Morris. They, but mind you, they're playing teenagers kissing on other teenagers. But I think they did that for our uh, our eyes. So like they they look older, so we didn't look at it like, ew, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, yo, yeah. what about um, what's that movie that I love so much? Pineapple Express with Seth Rogen. He's 20-something years old, 23 years old, right? He's in high, going to high school kissing on a 17-year-old girl. Like, that's his girlfriend, or she's 18, rather. But she's a senior in high school, which can come off look funny to certain people. But again, a director put this out and let us watch this because it was a, it's an art-imitating-life situation. Listen, I'm trying my best to give Aries and Tiffany Haddish a pass, but one thing I did find funny or alarming was... Aries Spears being in the tub with the kid. Again, it's just, it's just film, but it just comes off too creepy because the, the presentation already comes off too creepy. And then on top of it, they already like, yo, this is what we're going to do, yo. What we're going to do is we're going to put out the suit, the lawsuit, the same time the footage come out. So now this stuff look uh-huh. double bad. This stuff look crazy. Like, this, yo, I was over here thinking like, yo, this is seven years ago? Let me go on their YouTube channels and just check real fast. You know what I'm saying? Never was there. Yo, this is extortion 101. And and unfortunately, this may haunt them for a long, long time. Tiffany Haddish, more importantly, because she's on silver screens right now. She's on, she's big time. She's on Netflix. She's on movies. She's the right now. Uh, the Breakfast Club is no longer the same. The Breakfast Club never be the same or something like that. Officially over. Yeah, I mean, it's, as you know it now, are you going with a new host? What's the vibes? And yeah, why is she I'm, still on? Because she's going to be on to the re- end of the year. Like, I think oh. it's dope. You know, um, salute to Angelie. Angelie is starting her own show, uh, Way Up, Way Up with Angelie. It's, it's actually a spinoff of The Breakfast Club. Mm. The Breakfast Club comes on 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Angelie will be on 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. So literally in all of these, she, I think she's syndicated in like 30 plus markets. So when the Breakfast Club goes off, Angela Yee comes on. Dante, you know I fancy myself as a radio personality. You do know that, right? You know, I, I think so. Yeah. I don't like to use the term podcaster. I really want to be in radio. Like I do all this to showcase that I want to be a personality, not a podcaster. In, in, in a sense, it's the same thing. It's like pro wrestler, sports entertainer. It's the same thing. It's just repackaged as new words because we're in new times. But I, I do like radio personality. And there is a radio personality that that is leaving the Breakfast Club. And I want to give us some shine. I want to give us some acknowledgement. At the same time, I want to just go through the motions of what this is going to look like for Charlemagne the God. And I'm talking about Angela Yee. She has announced that she is leaving the Breakfast Club. She's going to have her own show. I'm pretty sure she always wanted to have her own show, as she should always want to grow and evolve. So this show is called Way Up with Angela Yee. All right. It's going to be on Power 105.1. 
It's going to be on the midday right after you hear The Breakfast Club from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, it's also going to be on iHeartRadio for those who like to stream their radio programming. And here's the thing. Here's where I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little annoyed. I'm getting a little annoyed. So this is Angela Yee. What she's famous for on Power 105.1, Dante, do you know? Do you know what her segment is? What's it called? It starts what with an R. It's called, it's called, start with an R. No? Oh, the... the uh, Go ahead. Rumor report? The, the rumor meal? The rumor like report. Exactly. Where, yeah. where she gets to gossip and tell you the tea, right? And, uh-huh. and here's my thing about that for, 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 for women. It's like, I get it. If, if that is what it is and that's what you like, I get it. I'm just at a point where I'm like, is there going to be a woman that is going to do something different on the radio? And it's not her fault. I'm just saying, well, Hot 97 or 105.1 or 97.5. So is there going to be a sister that gets to not do the, the gossip in the rumor? Maybe she could just do full on hip hop. Maybe she could do hip hop po- politics. I don't know. The reason why I'm asking that is because her new show will reportedly feature celebrity interviews and cover, quote unquote, hot and timely topics in which she's garnered trust over her decades on air from relationships to hip hop and R&B, headline news topics and overall culture, both in and out of the music industry. Close quote. This is from what uh the people at 105.1 are saying and iHeart is saying about her new show. And I'm just like, you know, same old Like, this is basically what Angela Yee does in 20 minutes on that four-hour program and now they're giving her three to four hours to do it. I don't know if it's worth it. So in my, in my opinion, and no disrespect to Angela Yee, again, bless up to you. Much respect that you are getting to grow and evolve as your own individual. I want to know, do you think Charlamagne got her pushed out I think Charlamagne got a pushed out. They can say Angela Yee wanted, always wanted this, da-da-da-da-da. But what Charlamagne going to do, in my opinion, is he going to take one of those brilliant idiot, uh, and, I, and I say that respectfully because that's the name of his podcast network. That's the name of the show, yep. He's going to get one of those brilliant idiots to just come in, maybe even two of them, just to come in and get to showcase their personality, maybe help them get a check, that real check, you know, from, from AM, FM radio. And see if they can grow and and get out of that podcast network uh, life and get them into paid AM FM. Because don't get me wrong. I mean, that's Charlemagne's network. Um, And I'm pretty sure it's getting some type of money. It's getting some type of favor. But what about all those employees that are on that network? It's not like all of them can just quit their day job. And be like, yeah, yo, I'm I'm team Charlemagne to the day I die. I don't know if it's producing that type of money. Maybe like three, four of them. Not 10 of them. So if you could bring some of them over to the AM FM show, that will help them gain more viewership, uh, more acknowledgement from the new listeners. Would you agree to that? I absolutely agree. Well, I'm just going to say this. Charlemagne, you shifty (laughs) motherfucker. And (laughs) just you shifty motherfucker. I understand. I, I, I understand and recognize a coup when I see it. And honestly, it was like, all right. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Ex- excuse me. <laughs> what are you talking about? You said the magic word. You said coup. And no one, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows how to throw a coup like me. President Donald D. Trump. I am the president of the United Insurrection of America. 
Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> if that if that's the case, then Charlemagne would be Secretary of State. So <laughs> <laughs> damn. Because, because all I'm saying is look, business is business. And let's just and I'm just I'm gonna throw another name out here who is who's the ghost that Charlemagne is chasing right now. And that is one Joseph Button. Because I think now, I don't think this move has anything to do with Joe Button, but I think ultimately, because he wants to usurp and be seen as the number one hip-hop urban personality. And he needs to do what he needs to do to overcome Joseph Button. And that, that's his personal beef there. But not a beef, but competition, competitive, all that, blah, 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 blah. Let me ask you all something. All that to be said. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let, let me ask you something. I, I want to go back in the day real fast to that altercation amongst Gucci Mane, Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. Because uh-huh. that fractured a business work friendship between Charlemagne the God and Angela Yee. And they still yeah. worked, even though they had that uh they, they had that disagreement, which lets me know, damn, that must have been a lot of money. They was like, nah, I ain't just quitting. <laughs> uh-huh. I ain't just, just quitting. True. I'ma just just not say it's nothing to nobody. I'ma just not look in your direction when I talk on the mic. You know, that that type of that type of Twitter beef. I ain't gonna look at you. I'm still just interact and talk, but I ain't gonna look at you. <laughs> I agree. So and I think uh-huh, this yeah. was the perfect opportunity mm-hmm. as far as when it was the perfect storm, if you will. Nah, I'm not gonna leave uh, or create any more of a stink than what this has created. We're gonna kind of let this uh, go under the rug. But the moment things professionally, legally, and all that type of stuff falls into place where I can make a move yeah. to get her the f*** out of here, then she's getting up out of here. But do you I think this is what that was. I think you, this was the culmination of it. Do you think Angela Yee or Charlemagne the God was wrong in that Gucci Mane situation? Well, of course, Gucci Mane was in the wrong. He had to say all that to Angela Yee. But yeah. just saying, like, in your mind, how, did you, how, how would you see that being a better situation? Honestly... One thing I would say, Charlemagne, as far as his personality and who he is when he's in front of a microphone and camera, you know, he's not really going to back down from a lot of things. Um, and I'm not here to say that he was wrong, but I do, I can see where the personality and the talent that he is, I think he could have maneuvered that just a little better to where it didn't look like, damn, um, this is also not saying that Angela Yee could not have maneuvered better um, for whatever reason, but I would think that at that particular point, while they were friends professionally in that room in front of that camera and microphone, he was the leader, so to speak. You know, he was the authoritative figure there. And I think that it, it kind of would fall back to him to kind of navigate that a little bit better, especially with the things he was saying and how he was res- responding to the situation. and. Like I said, he's very shifty and he know how to instigate something very, very, very well to get that bit out of you, to get that that hot take, that clip out of you. And so I, I, I would I would stand on that hill there. So so I'm glad you said all that, because that's the uh-huh. thing. That's the thing about Charlemagne the God. See, here's the thing. I don't think he ever wanted her on that show. Ooh. Listen, and, and this is and this is my issue with Angela Yee on the low. Cause again, shout out to you, homegirl. You doing it. I mean, when you sit there and say there's not a lot of black women in this space of radio and media, I, I would be like, don't don't say that. Women, 
black women in particular, brown women, black, Hispanic and black women are running media right now. Like, I don't, like, please don't make me start saying names. And, I, and I'm very happy about that. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. I'm good looking. So I know they're going to keep me in mind. I ain't worried. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but no, all jokes aside though, how many women in America, when they want to do a podcast, want to do gossip, entertainment, bull****? All of them. Like 92% of them. of them. You know what I mean? And I think that's where, and I feel bad because what if this is just what they like to do? And it's to a point where we just got to figure out who are the ones that do it better than the other. But for the men that have to be a part of that, I'd be like, I think the men be like, I don't even mean to suck my teeth, but I think that's how they be feeling. They get feminine. <laughs> they just be like, man, yeah, man, I, I think I got boobs today. Like, what's going on here? Like, now I'm a part of something that I'm not really logically a part of. And when you got two men, one woman, I'm just saying. What the f***? This, that pilot right here. I know what I own and what I don't own. I also know the lies that were told. I also know the things that were stolen. Publishing was stolen. People were swindled out of rights. It happens all the time, especially back then. So it's not about me being mad about Beyonce. Everyone's like, you're all sheep. And I'm talking to the people who are obsessed and blind, just like, like, it's so dumb. It's so ignorant. It's so ignorant. She's one issue because it was stupid and disrespectful and she should have at least reached out. But the real issue is the fact that the people like Pharrell and like Chad, who Chad really is like an amoeba and just he's spineless. It's a miracle he can keep his neck up. But Pharrell knows better. This is a direct hit at me. He does this stuff all the time. It's very petty. Very, very, very. And the reality is, is that it's frustrating. I have the right to be frustrated. Why? Because no one had the human decency to call and be like, yo, hey, would like to use your record. Which, by the way, the reason I'm annoyed is because I know it was on purpose. This is not like some, oh, they were in the studio. And it was, no, no, this was an on purpose direct hit, which is very passive aggressive. It's very petty. It's very stupid. And I'm going to say what I have to say. I don't mince my words. So all of you Beyonce fans, knock yourselves out. All right, y'all. So what y'all just heard was... Mrs. Milkshake herself, Khalees. Basically, you know, saying, you know, you know, Beyonce, Pharrell, you know, this music business, you know, they just, they ain't, they ain't right. They some thieves. They on some bullshit. And, you know, I'm not the wrong one here because they wronged me. I'm the victim here. And the context is like, nah, so just a quick question. You, you heard Beyonce's new album, right? You, you heard, you heard the Renaissance part one? I did my best. You did your best. I did my best. Um, th- I understand because I did my best too. Yes. So Beyonce released, you know, her her first album in like six years with the Renaissance Part One. She says it's gonna be the first of three installments. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the Beehive and everyone is just, you know, the world shuts down because it's Beyonce. I get it. Now she released a house album. It's not quite my cup of tea, but it's Beyonce. So I I extended her that grace. Now this comes not without its controversy. And it's drama because once again, as we just heard, Khalees is like, nah, f- all that because we need to talk about you stealing from me. You you stealing from me. This is my sh-. You doing sh- that you, you, I ain't even know about. You ain't even have the common decency of at least giving me a heads up or asking my permission. So you fake, you fraud, and you know, she's going off and envision the woman, the ratchet chick with the fingers that's going all in your face because I'm doing that in the camera right now. All right. So this is the story. So this is the story. All jokes aside, Khalees has been accusing Beyonce, Pharrell, of 
stealing work, basically. Now, the issue goes more with Pharrell than Beyonce. Now, the song in question on Beyonce's new album is called Energy, where the song Milkshake by Khalees has been sampled throughout the song. Khalees says she didn't know anything about it. And because of that, it's theft, it's not right. They should have given her a heads up and at least gotten permission. Now, that goes from Pharrell and Neptune's writing, producing, and publishing her early music, which includes the song Milkshake. That, unfortunately, Khalees does not have publishing rights or any type of rights to. She's just listed as the performer of the song. So the argument comes with, well, Khalees, you do not own this song yourself. The Neptunes, Pharrell owns this song. So when Beyonce went to clear the sample, she went to the owner of the sample, which was Pharrell, and it was cleared. So technically, Beyonce did what she needed to do. However, Khalees said there's some common decency of at least giving me a heads up. At the very least. And she gives her examples and stuff, as I'm sure you heard during the clip. So with all that being said, Nas, I ask you, I'm going to do that one day. One day I'm going to intro this is the bullshit just because just the way you do it is flawless. All right. Do you think that Khalees is in the right here? But she's like, yo, but the fact that I don't own any part of it, it's just, <laughs> it's just the, the character. Am I going robot? No, no, it's, it's, it's the fact that that's what, that's really what it is right there though. Like, I don't care if I own it though. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't gonna let a little thing like right get in the way of my beef. (laughs) So, all right. So, so Nas, I ask you, and I promise one of these days I'm gonna intro. This is the bullshit. The way you do it is just so dope. It's flawless. Khalees is like, you know what? Fuck the fact that I don't own any of this. It's not about ownership and publishing rights and all that jazz, Mataz. It's just the it's just the character. It's the principalities of this. And on Pharrell's them side and Beyonce, because ultimately, you know, once this started to pick up traction, Beyonce just removed the whole sample in and of itself. You're like, nah, Pharrell, let's go back into this. Let's take her part out completely because I, I ain't got time for it. So who do you think is in, in the more right? It is, is the game the game? Or is there certain principles and character pieces that Khalees is, is right on? What do you think about it? Dag, this reminds you of Beyonce's husband. You know what he said to Nas. <laughs> you know what he said? You know to what Nas. he said to Nas. You, you, what? <laughs> no. What? What? You made uh, it a hot lot? I made it a hot song? I made it a hot song. That's what he uh, said. You, you know who I pay dude searchlight publishing, right? Right? What are you talking uh-huh. about? You know, it, see, but at the same time, um, and, and not to not to knock my homeboy Jay Z. I know Jay Z is nothing more than motivation and influence. But when you tell everybody, "Hey, man, you better own your masters," like, yo, everybody's not going to be able to own their masters as soon as they get in the game. Think about it. You're somebody that was just working at McDonald's, and then you just bumped into Pharrell and Chad, and they let you into their studio. And they give you access to the dopest beast this side of freaking Virginia, okay? And then, of course, they're going to own your work. Whether they wrote it or you wrote it, you know, I ain't going to get into that. You know they're going to own your work, right? They done gave you access that you wouldn't have by yourself with whatever money that you was having by yourself. That's how the life goes. If I was, it don't matter what, I could be right now, it don't matter what age I am. If I'm right now 
and Young Thug let me into Slime City. <laughs> Uh-huh. And he like, yo, here go the keys to the studio. It's slump time, bro. Go do what you got to do. Slump. Yo, dog, if he, I make a dope album and he like, yo, but you know, I own this. It's like, yo, I better get my money up so I can try to buy this out one day in my life. That's what the game is. You got to take that sacrifice and see if these albums are going to supersede your own expectations so that when you making 40 million more than what you're supposed to. You're like, look, bro, here go 15 mil. Let me get my master's, man. Don't be like that. We had a great relationship. Don't be like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it, it, that's what has to come into play. Now, obviously, that didn't happen because when you have three albums, well, she has more than three albums, but we're going to talk about the three that we, that well, in a way we know. I don't know if we really know, but we know of, okay? Kaleidoscope, 1999. That's when she was straight up Hip hop alternative R and B Kaylee's like it was it was like oh this is very eccentric like who the hell is this all right this woman look like a Dina Howard but she over here doing some poetry shit. we don't know what's going on with this sister she over here melting on TV on a video you, you remember that video right Come on. I remember <laughs> that album I remember. was crazy now she went gold she went gold overall BPI went gold so two hundred and forty nine thousand copies in the U S one hundred sixty seven thousand copies in the U K. She had Wonderland that was in 2001. We're not going to talk about that. That was a certified dud, okay? But then she came back with Tasty. Tasty had one of the greatest, greatest tracks in the 2000s, Milkshake, okay? For all we know, that brought all the boys to the yard. You know that, all right? Platinum album, 535,000 sold in the US, 476,034 sold in the UK. So, Kaylee's, in my mind as an artist, I'm pretty sure she's very proud of Milkshake. Very proud of the success that Milkshake has. But here's the issue. Like my man Dante said, who owns the publishing? The Neptunes do. So now she is labeled as a performer on that. So for all we know, maybe there's some cut that she gets through Pharrell and and, uh, Chad through the Neptunes. But here's the thing about that. You go talk to Pharrell about that. You ain't got to go on live on Instagram and try to air out grievances on Beyonce and make her look smaller than what she is. Don't you know who you talking to? You talking to Queen King Beyonce. This is the woman who put Carrie Hilson out of work. Huh? Watch yourself. She's the one that, yo, she's so dope. She interchanged Destiny's Child like four or five times. In wrestling, that's what Ric Flair did to the Four Horsemen. It's like five different versions of the Four Horsemen, all right? It was one time where it was five people in the Four Horsemen because Ric Flair said he going to be there too, okay? Beyonce is like that. If she wanted seven women in Destiny's Child, her mother would have made that happen, all right? This woman is a god, not a goddess. She's a god. Watch yourself. <laughs> hey, listen, I got a question for you real fast. Um, You know who texted her to want herself? Who? Nas. We'll be right back. This is The Late Night Flight. Hey, what up, y'all? Um, check it out earlier today when we was, you know, having an R&B conversation, um, something I wanted to clarify, um, when me and JD were talking about verses, um, I mistakenly said verses instead of Triller. So to clarify it, we're not fucking with Triller until they take care of Tim and Swiss for verses. Nobody fucks with Triller until they take care of Tim and Swiss for verses because Tim and Swiss is verses. So am I being clear? Love. 
Alright passengers, so what you just heard was Diddy taking a very, very, very firm stance and saying, yo, we ain't with Trilla until they take care of my boys Tim and Swizz. So I know it's been a while, so we're going to get you caught up here. Of course, y'all know Timberland and Swiss Beef, they are the co-owners of the webcast sensation that we call Versus, and they're currently on the platform called Trilla. Now, right now, they're having some beef and some lawsuits and stuff are coming about because Tim and Swizz are saying, hey, we brought this product to y'all, and y'all haven't paid us or the creators any of the money that y'all said that y'all would pay. Now, it's been a while. We done put forth these productions. We're continuing to put forth productions. And so far, y'all not even paying the creators to the point they're doing all type of stuff just to survive, skipping meals, you know, just moving things around. You know, the, the, the details get very, very choppy and shady when you look at it. Now, there is currently a lawsuit from Timberland. Swiss Beats is saying that Trilla owes them more than $28 million after acquiring their live streaming music service for Versus. Now, Trilla's saying, well, wait a minute. You haven't done everything that you're supposed to do yet. So once you completely fulfill your contract obligation of bringing X amount of Versus battles to the platform, then you Swiss and Tim is like, well, nah. We were supposed to be getting installments and paying every so often but you're not paying anything and that's not what the contract states. So right now there's a legal battle going on and it looks like Tim and Swears is going to take their platform versus, and they're going to go somewhere else with it. So Nas, here's what I'm asking you. You know, this, this legal stuff can get very choppy and everyone believes you may have to pick a side, but in, in knowing what I know, you know, do you side with Tim and Swizz beats? The owners of Versus, or do you think Trilla has a legitimate argument as to the allegations that's brought forth to him? What do you think? Dante, in life, in life, I'm not a boss, realistically. I'm, I'm the boss of the late night flight, sure. But that, this is just a podcast. I mean, I'm going to always side with the players when it comes to players versus ownership. However, however, mm-hmm. however, this is why I'm down with the Trilla app on this one. So check this okay. out. Check this out. On a uh, February 27th publication of The Late Night Flight, if you go to the uh, episode, it's called Rooney, Thriller, and why Swiss Beats, I said Thriller, but it's just say Triller. <laughs> Rooney, Triller, and why Swiss Beats want us to pay for verses. I talked about Swiss Beats having this situation where he had to go on Instagram and let people know, hey, 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 that, that, that Valentine's Day verses between... Music Socha and Anthony Hamilton, and, and I know we wanted you to pay $2.99 for it. You ain't got to pay $2.99 for it. Please watch it. Watch it for free because people were already ready to boycott it just because it cost $2.99. Now, I want people to understand something. There's a difference between being for the culture and, of course, the term culture vulture. Now, let me ask you something. If Swiss Beast and Timberland asked us for $5 a pop to watch the Locks versus Dipset do a live, you know, one-on-one, well, it's not a one-on-one, but it's a, I don't know, like a four-on-four tag team battle, right? Would you would you be mad at them for, for asking you $5 to see that, though? Would you be mad? Personally, I, I wouldn't say I'd be mad, but I wouldn't do it. Okay. Honestly, that, that's not something I would pay to see, honestly. Not a problem. Are there two artists that 
let, let's say two artists were able to do a versus. Are there any two verses, two verses, I'm sorry, two artists that you would pay $5 to go see? Well, not to see, but to you know, to, honest, see, to see on yeah, television. Yeah. To be honest, on the platform, as dope as the platform is, I don't think there's any matchup you can put before me where I would be like, I would pay to see that. And that's being really honest. Okay. So maybe Swiss Beast and Timberland has a pulse to the pulse to the city and saying, like, I don't think our people would pay for that. Now, this is where I'm saying, well, Trilla bought you guys out and gave you a percentage of the company. And it's their job to get subscribers. Now, right now, there's somewhere between 60 and 70 million subscribers. This is according to the Trilla app, representatives of the Trilla app, which is not bad at all for a place that really only puts on a lot of, uh, I want to say sub-level, but let's say B-level MMA and boxing matches, except for that Mike Tyson match. That Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., that was a, that, yo, I hate to say this like a white person, but that was a knee slapper. It was a really good event. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it, it was. Yes, it, was. <laughs> it really was. It, Snoop Dogg acted up. Snoop Dogg was the MVP of that night, Snoop in my Dogg opinion. Snoop Dogg was the MVP, absolutely. Yep. That halftime performance or that intermission performance was fired. He had the doggy, the doggy style jacket on. His commentating was all, was on point. I loved it. I thought it was a great time. Um, but but other than that, I don't even know too many other uh MMA or boxing live pay-per-view events on the Trilla app. I really know it for verses. But at the same time, it's like, yo, think about the fact that Versus is free and they got all these subscribers and no one's really messing around with the app. They're like, yo, we we want the money. The, the money would have shut up everything. Imagine if five million people that watched that Mel whole Ratchet show that was Ray J and his team and you can't spell Amorion without Mario, that whole situation. Imagine if five million people bought that at three dollars a pop. That's fifteen million dollars. You could have gave you could have gave the Trilla at five million of that. Paid Ray J and them one million dollars each, and you would have still had money on the side. It's facts. Think about that. And and those are the things that I wish that even though it may come it comes off a little culture vulture-ish, but not really because first of all you're paying listen you're paying Ray J a million dollars to perform for two hours poorly at that? You think he's going to be mad at that? Huh? Right. Imagine the day, the day, whenever this day happens, Beyonce versus Rihanna, okay? 100 million people is going to buy that at 5, 10, 15, even $55 like it was a Mike Tyson pay-per-view all over again like it was the 90s. What are you talking about? Get the money, Swiss Beats and Timberland. Stop waiting on Trilla that don't have any money in their account because they got a bunch of free subscribers that ain't getting giving them no real money. Yo, you you can help them out and you could probably own Trilla by doing that. Do you agree or disagree with me? I, I agree with that. I, and, and that's my stance on it as well. It's like, you know, for one, I will always side with the creators and the players. But at the same time, you know, there's still a game to be played. The MTV Musical, what was going down in Newark, New Jersey. And there was a lot that went down that night. So as the connoisseur of Newark, New Jersey, the hometown hero of Newark, New Jersey, what do you think about the MTV Music Awards? I'm trying to figure out if the MTV Music Awards is either queer, white, or young. Queer, huh? white, or young. So... There were a lot of, and, and, and this, is, this is cool. I have no issues with this. A lot of the drag queen community got to host the MTV Music Awards. And I'm not even talking about 
our own drag queen that's here in Newark, New Jersey. Shout out to you, Derek. I got much love and respect for you, bro, because you're right here in my hometown. You're getting the host of the awards. And uh, I believe the word that you were looking were uh, fabulous. Yeah, I give you that. Fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, he's over here uh, getting some love by Little Nas X. So if you know what Little Nas X was wearing, then you should know that my homegirl Derek was uh, right there. All right. <laughs> let's just uh-huh. let's just put it like that. And and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? My only I wouldn't even say a gripe, just something that I saw that I laughed at. It was like, I don't know. Jack Harlow won an award for uh, Song of the Summer, that first class song, which I do like. I do like first class. But I'm like, that's not the song yeah. of the summer, though. It's like eight songs that's hotter than that. In my opinion, that's probably on the, well, I can't say it's on the billboards, might be hotter than that, because as we know, Jack Harlow is of a hue that gets a lot of appease in this country. But um, yeah, I just, I'm just trying to figure that out because that was, Kanye West saw that coming back in the day. That's why he got on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like when Taylor Swift got that award, it was like, hold on, this is, this is for Beyonce. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? This is Beyonce's award. This isn't Taylor Swift's Tom. This isn't Taylor Swift's award. What are we doing here? So that's where I'm like, all right, I'm going to eliminate queer out because to be honest with you, gay Americans going to always need their shine. They they are the most ostracized. They even, I wouldn't say they're more ostracized than black Americans, but they're ostracized differently. And at the same time, they're like knee deep in the entertainment business. Actually, it's almost similar to the black Americans because we're knee deep in sports and we get criticized still by the color of our skin. And gay people run Hollywood as far as on a business end and on the workers end, and they get shitted on a lot too. Um, but I, I eliminated that. The white and the young thing is where I'm more like, what's going on here? Like, why is it a white agenda? And you're 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 still knee deep in a in a in a historic genre like hip hop that is for all it's gonna always be black American. No conversation. You know what I'm saying? And the only black Americans that you support are the ones that are having the quote unquote gay agenda. So, of course, I'm just saying I'm, and it's not like that because I'm straight and I'm just wondering. It's just like, yo, I know Lil Nas X is a good artist. I ain't knocking him. But you're telling me that little baby, the baby, Jay-Z, freaking Kendrick Lamar didn't make better music than them. Come on, man. Cut it out. Cut it out. So other than that. One more thing I want to say to the Newark Times. I know you hired Derek and Derek, you get a lot of shine, a lot of love. But um, listen, again, I am New Jersey's number one personality. I am the creator of Black Pilot Radio. I am the creator of Late Night Flight Podcast. I have good people around me, such as Baby K with the AK, my homegirl KT, my homeboy Dante Credo, Smarts, Teddy Bear Jers, Ali Montana. I have put together a team, a roster. All right. Listen, hire us. I mean, if you hire us, production will be done. Personalities will be here. You got people that can interview people. I'm just saying, Newark Times, you should look more into Nassau and Nuru. That's all I'm saying. I could work with Derek. Me and Derek could work. I could wear the jeans. He could wear whatever he wants to wear. We'll be a great team. Yo, let's get these NFL predictions together. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, look, before we get into these NFL predictions and stuff, gridiron gang, the gridiron season, Keisha with the AK. Is there anything you want to say about this? Because you, you follow football too, right? Listen, I don't follow and I don't watch, but I play football. But you, okay? Oh, oh, but you Love, play. You know, my hands is, you know, oh, they talented. Spicy. You know what I mean? I just be throwing and catching. Oh, and spiking <laughs> too? Oh, okay. okay. I, you know, hey, yo, chill. Deshaun Watson already suspended for a year, man. Watch yourself, yo. <laughs> watch yourself. 
Watch yourself. You're always talking. What's your position All anyway? Right. Helmet, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got jokes today. See what I'm saying? You already talked about my weekend. Now you're just going to slide through. No, I'm just playing. Okay, I'm you. just playing. I'm just playing. She's a tight end for sure. Tight end for sure. Okay, tight end for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you already get out my head. You already know. <laughs> Now that end can Yo, be a, that the- end that end can be a little tighter. Now I'm just playing. Go ahead, come on, I'm let's continue. Just- <laughs> I know you did. Okay. <laughs> Do not listen to him, people. He don't know what he's talking about. It's tight. Thank you. This is an audio podcast. How y'all going to see? Y'all better go on the, at the at product of Jersey on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Leave a comment. Leave a comment on her thing. She said, "Leave a comment. Leave a comment, and then leave some cash at for her." All right, there you go. Yeah. Wait, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> she said, yeah, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> all right, come on, Keisha. No, no, no. You you don't want to be a part. No, it's all right. You gotta chill for a second. Let's go, Dante. Come on, start. Let's start this madness up. Let's go. Get the beat going. Let's go. One is around the corner. Yes, sir. And this is the one that people are looking at right now. They're looking at the Buffalo Bills and the LA Rams. Yes. And right now, you know, as good as the Bills look on paper. I'm just going to be honest. I gotta go with the. I gotta go with the Rams. I, I I don't see. I don't see them slowing them down right now. And honestly, for me, I see them back at the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. They got Bills yeah. minus two point five, and they're playing at the Rams. I'm not going to lie to you. I have the Rams. If it was me, I'm going with the Rams for the win, and they're going to beat them by three. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this is Sunday now. That's the Thursday night game. We're going to start with Sunday. 49ers. Are a favorite at the Bears is uh, 49ers minus seven at the Bears. Who you got? Ah, I'm going with the Bears. I'm going with the Bears. I'm going to say the Bears by 10. What? Yep. I'm going with the Bears by 10. Okay. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I ain't going to lie because they they are starting the rookie quarterback from what I hear. Um, Yep. Rookie quarterbacks aren't that good, but but who's starting with the Chicago Bears though? Who's the starter over there? I don't even know who the starter is. I'm I'm not going with the with the quarterback is going to carry him type thing. Okay. I think it's going to I think it's going to come with field positioning. I think it's going to be a lot of field goals uh, from Chicago, but they're going to get just close enough for for the kicker to finish things off. Okay. And I think that strategy there for them, kind of like scramble, pick up the crumbs. I think that's going to get them to win that week. All right, so I would go 49ers for the win, but I would not bet minus seven. I'll probably go minus one, if anything. They'll probably just win by one point. Uh, okay. You going to do the next one? Go ahead. Yes, and the next one, uh, this is an interesting one for me. They got Steelers and the Bengals. Now, they got the Steelers up six and a half of, at that game. I just got to go they're with saying, They're current. saying that they're going to lose. They're like, saying that I, they're going to lose, right? They're saying the Steelers may lose by six, six and a half points. Oh yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Excuse me, yes. Saying they may lose by by a touchdown, and I disagree. I, I gotta go with the steel curtain. I gotta go with the steel curtain. I think it's gonna be close as hell, though. It's gonna be a real close game. I think I think that will be game of the week. Okay, okay. You know what? Listen, man. This is uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give you the uh. What would, you, what would you call that? This is the bolo pick. When you're just swinging a bolo, like, you know, I'm about to just swing this and let's see what happens, yo. If I was anybody, listen, the Bengals just went to the Super Bowl. They want to show people they ain't playing. This is week one. 
The Steelers don't know what they're what they looking like on a quarterback position right now. I think the Bengals going to do the giddy on them and beat them by 12. I would go with the Bengals for the win. Um, next game, Colts minus eight at the Texans. All right. Uh, this used to be the Deshaun uh, Texans, which means they had hands. <laughs> all right. Anyway. <coughs> all right. Let's continue. All right. So who you got, Dante? <laughs> you gotta go with Indy, man. <laughs> Texas ain't got no hands. They lost. Brody's ball. <laughs> no, Brody's no, ball. But for real, but for real. Indy, <laughs> the, the much, the the better, the better team at this point, especially at the beginning of the season. There's too much going around Houston right now. Ah, the, the, the Colts, and I, I agree with that. At least a touchdown. I would go Colts minus five. Uh, let's go to the next game, Dante. It's on you. Uh, we're looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Washington Commanders, hey, with uh, they got Washington winning this game. I see, I see. You and, know what? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, continue. And I, I'm really trying to think, like, who who is in Washington right now that they can sway this game by at least a field goal for them? And I, I just, I just don't see it. Honestly, I think this would be the most disappointing game of the week because I think this is going to end up being a blowout. I see at least a 14 point swing. Uh, in Jacksonville's favor. Mm. Jacksonville were losers last season, but you know what though? I, I have a I have a quick theory. AFC is better than the NFC. I'm gonna go Jags uh, again. I think they'll win by one point, not three. Uh, next one, let's go with Cleveland Browns. Up, oh, up. Oh, this is this is the new hands. <laughs> <sighs> Team new hands. Okay. Cleveland Browns, uh, they will lose by three points, 2.5, uh, at the Carolina Panthers. This is your backyard, your hometown. What you think about this, bro? Yeah, on- honestly, even though we are favored to win, and I want to agree. God knows I want to. I-, I want to root for Carolina so bad, but they just know how to fuck shit up. So um, even with old boy on the team, I just don't see them coming out with the victory here. I'm going with Cleveland. All right, cool, cool. I'm, you know what? I'm going with Cleveland for the win. Let's try to go faster. I'm going to go run them down. You just tell me who's going to win. Okay. I'll tell you whether I agree or disagree. Patriots plus three at Dolphins. Yeah. Who you got? I agree. The Patriots plus three. Okay. Dolphins definitely going to beat them by a touchdown because that's my team. All right. Eagles minus okay. four at the Lions. What you got? Oh, I, I got the Eagles winning that game uh, at least a touchdown by seven. Same here. Uh, Saints, you know what? The Lions hard knock show. Is actually pretty good. Y'all should watch an episode of that. Uh, Saints yes. minus five point five at the Falcons. Who you got? Oh man! Uh, no, nah, I'm going with the Saints by three. I'm going with the Saints by two. Ravens minus seven at the Jets. Who you got? At the Jets, yeah, I, I go with the Jets winning that one by at least a touchdown. What? Yep. What? You know Lamar Jackson is yep. starting, uh-huh. right? I know. I know. I sure do. Oh, Ravens by uh, I sure do. I, I also I also know the organization that he's running for. So, oh. so. <laughs> I got I got Ravens by two, man. I don't got no trust in Zach Wilson yet. Uh, Packers one point five. I'm sorry, Packers minus one point five at Vikings. Who you got? I agree. Packers field goal. All right, cool. I'm with that. Chiefs four point five favorite at the Cardinals. This is a good game right here. Who you got? Ooh, this this is a good game. It's a good game. Oh man. Um, I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm, I'm gonna go with Arizona. Um, two points. Hey, yo, this is my lock of the week. If I was you, I would put Chiefs and have them beat them by eight 
points. All right, they definitely going to smack Arizona. I got yeah. I think I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is about to come with like fire on his head. I think he wilding this year. I really think he, he wilding he this year. He needs to. Yeah, he, he needs to. He got to be yeah. mad as all hell for what happened last year uh, against uh, the Bengals. Yes. I really do. Um, Wrangle. I said Wrangles. Raiders, 3.5, uh, plus 3.5. They got them losing it by four at the Chargers. What you got? Yeah, I agree. Chargers by a field goal. Okay, I'm with that. Chargers by a field goal. I'm with that as well. Matter of fact, no. I'm going the opposite. I'm going Raiders by a field goal, all right? Uh, Giants okay. losing by six against the Titans. What you got? Yeah, honestly, I really don't care about this game, so it really doesn't matter to me. Let's, let's, let's go with... Let's go with Titans yeah. by a, a touchdown. Yeah, Titans for the win. And then let me see. We got more games. Oh, we do. We got two more. Cowboys at the Bucks. The Bucks we should be uh the Bucks should be winning minus 1.5 or minus two. What you got? 1.5. Honestly, the Cowboys, it may be America's team. It's also America's disappointment. I'm going with the Bucks by 10. I'm going Cowboys for the win. Uh sorry, Stephen A. I'm always with you, but. Just for the just for the run line conversation, I think Cowboys going to win. Uh, Monday Night Football, Sierra versus Russell Wilson's f- former team. Get the f- out of it! I ain't even know that. Wow, yeah. wow! First week, first yeah, week, first week. Damn. Uh huh. This game wait, is automatic, no supersonic. Nah, I'm just playing. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm tuned in for this one. I'm I'm going for Team Simp. For the win. Watch yourself. (laughs) Watch yourself. You know what? I ain't going to lie. I'm going with Seahawks for the win because when it comes to Denver, I don't believe in their future. Hey, that's Dante Credo. That's Keisha. I am the greatest Sandy Badger who's ever lived. That's all in the rule. It's good to be back. Two more episodes like this. We're at 100. See you later. Yes, sir. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. Hey, yo, what the f? This is a pilot right here.